Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Stronghold. As always, I'm Sean, the game's dungeon master, and this is Season 2. I hope you weren't too impatient waiting for us, but we are excited to finally release the bold new chapter in the tale of our intrepid and morally ambiguous adventurer's quest. Now, let's see what trouble they're going to get themselves into this time. So you cross the river and officially got to the second half of this large river valley that separates the small area that Lynn and Run occupied from the rest of your journey. And it took you about three days to get from the river to the steep cliffs that mark the feet of the improbably high mountains on the other side that you will eventually have to cross in order to... Continue your quest. And they were pleasant days. The weather was fair. There was nothing lurking behind the trees. And the traveling, though often interrupted by the marshes and ponds created by the innumerable dire beavers that inhabit this land, was relatively easy. There were no more of those thick, tangled deep woods that you had to push your way through. It was just forest here. And at night, though you continued to keep watch and remained vigilant, they were peaceful, empty nights, devoid of anything more sinister than foxes or owls. And when you finally reached the cliffs and the feet of those mountains, you found yourself presented with a steep and arduous climb up into another much smaller valley, set up with its own waterfall, a stream of its own, very similar to the one where your friends had their little house. And it took you a, about a day to make that climb, over a thousand feet, maybe even two thousand feet up. And that's where you are now. It's about six o'clock in the evening. And you know from the days of traveling so far that it still should be light out. The sun should still be visible, but for the first time since you've began this journey, you see deep and dark clouds gathering in front of you. And while the sky behind remains light, if still cloudy, in front of you, centered on the mountain peak, just off to the side of the pass that you will have to cross, the clouds are impossibly tall and deep gray bordering on black and down from the mountains comes a wall of rain that turns shortly into sleet and hail and the temperature drops and what had been several days of pleasant journeying seems to be at an end so so this is not cool um don't like this whole sleet hail situation. What should we do, guys? Keep walking. Yeah. Well, clearly, yeah, but this is... Should try to find a cave or something. See anything around here? No, but if we keep walking down the river line, maybe yeah. there's a alcove or something that we can hide under. Yeah. I'll go run up ahead and start looking. 
because I'm not about to just stand out in the yeah. I don't want to stand in hail. <laughs> I don't want to stand out in the middle of this either. It's not great. Or okay. we could just power through. Yeah. How long do you think we could power through for, though? Um, I mean, we can still I have no idea how far away the. Can I make a check to see how long I think the rain and hail will last for? Sure. Make a nature check, please. That'd be twenty. The weather up in the mountains is frequently changeful. It can go from a pleasant summer's day to a brutal storm in mere moments, as is evidenced by the situation unfolding around you. So it is possible that this could be over in a matter of hours or maybe even minutes. However, the the thickness of the clouds and, and their darkness and the amount of rain and sleet falling every minute seems to indicate fairly well that this is not one of those passing mountain storms this is something bigger than that yeah on second thought maybe we should we should try to find a cave storm looks like it's just picking up and it should last longer and it might get worse all right let's do it yeah if you think that's the case let's uh hide (laughs) (laughs) and we can also go down the mountain a little bit I think we'll find something a little more sheltered. You have just entered into what is known as a hanging valley. It's a smaller, shorter valley, not as wide, not as long, but much higher in altitude than the river valley that you just came from. At your back is a precipitous drop, an array of cliffs and steep slopes that you have just had to climb up, and the waterfall along with it. And out in front of you, the land rises before you, but in a much gentler fashion. You're still going uphill, but you're still in the woods. You're not on a cliff. Gotcha. Right? Does it look like we're in a riverbed? No. There is a river off to your right, maybe some 400 feet distant from you. And it is still running pretty low, but you can imagine that with all this rain, it's going to pick up speed and intensity quite quickly. All right. You know, the only reason I was asking is I wanted to know if we were in danger of, like, flash flooding. The terrain here is pretty steep, gotcha. and you're a decent ways away from the river. It would have to be a lot of water to not drain out of this mountainous terrain. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. All right, so I'm going to run up ahead and try to find, like, a cave or somewhere we can take some shelter. Okay. That would be an investigation check. You tell us, you're yeah. the like all-powerful you, you, DM. You tell me what I need to roll. Roll an investigation <laughs> you could, check. You could tell him that's a strength check. Yeah, 15. <laughs> <laughs> cave. Cave, <laughs> that way. Cave man sense. Cave, that way. I punched a cave. <laughs> I, punched I a made cave. my own cave. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing Thomas, that would be it. <laughs> <laughs> This way. Yeah. How do you know? I made it. Yeah, just <laughs> just punching the solid rock <laughs> and breaking chunks off. I could totally see to that make happening. a ranger power can do it with his his hammer. Yeah. yeah, but you don't have to do it with your hammer. <laughs> good. That's um. good. You don't have to make a cave. Thomas, running ahead, you get to a place where the river at the bottom of this valley it makes a jog off to the right. And you go up and forward and onto a hill that rests in this bend and where you're able to get a much clearer view of all of the valley 
in front of you and above you. And you see that probably two miles away, there is another point where the land rises sharply and the water tumbles down as a waterfall. And while you can't see any cave from where you are, you know that a deep cliff like that is more likely to have caves than the more gentle slopes on either side. All right. So no cave. That is it. No cave, no shelter. <laughs> Neat. You, you do not, <laughs> like, cool. You Leo. do not see a cave from where you are because you are right now in the middle of yeah. this smaller valley and surrounded by trees. It's very foresty. Cool. But you see a place that is more likely to have caves is what I'm trying to tell you. All right. Time to punch a cave. Yeah, so, so right now, right now, guys, we're not in the best spot. We need to just keep pushing forward a little bit so we can find a better location. How far forward? Two, three miles. All right, guys. I'm going to pull my, my tunic up a little bit. Please don't. Start running. No. Oh, no. <laughs> you didn't have to run. <laughs> I can't so, imagine. Fun fact. If you run in like heavy rain, you actually get wetter. Yeah. If you Someone just watch yeah, Mythbusters. Mythbusters yeah. proved that, yeah. <laughs> I'm um, just trying to get out of the hail. Yeah, but the least amount of wet you could get is the best for us. I just imagine, for whatever reason, that you, you hike up your cat toga and reveal just, like, the skinniest and palest <laughs> legs. Pasty hair. <laughs> Chicken legs. Just, just like, legs. mostly knees and ankles. And you, you hike it all the way up to, like, dangerous short, short territory. And you're like, let's go. And <laughs> I don't need to hike it that far up. Yeah, but be you're like Freddy. that short. That's the thing. You don't need to, but, but you, you do because you're Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just like halfway. Yeah, uh, halfway up halfway the thigh. Up the thigh. Yeah. Ah. That's still da- that's still the danger that's zone. That's too much. That's too much of Freddy that we ever need <laughs> to see. Zone. Um, I'm gonna need Thomas and Draman to roll a let's call it a will save to <laughs> resist <laughs> to resist the the pale pale legs that would be for those of you at home who play uh, normal D&D a will save is a role that doesn't exist anymore <laughs> <laughs> but Sean still wishes we were playing 3.5 or Pathfinder Pathfinder is also and acceptable. Is that our like, no, wisdom No, I'm, I'm making a joke. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, ready to, I'm ready to his, roll. No, Thomas. his tiny knobbly legs yes, don't actually Thomas. have to roll yeah. to, be, to not be Thomas traumatized. Thomas is traumatized. He's looking at it like he's regretting his life choices at the moment. Anyway. Um, All the choices that led you <laughs> to this moment. So you guys take off at a brisk jog through the forest. <laughs> and you're going uphill. So quickly you start huffing and puffing. You're at a pretty decent altitude. But you're all in good shape, and you spent a good amount of time at Linen Runs, which was similarly high. My legs start to glisten a little bit. Uh. <laughs> There's a list of things that, like, you needed to say. <laughs> that wasn't on them. No. Anyway, uh. before long, you get to the waterfall that Thomas spotted. And behind the waterfall, there is one pretty decent cave. And it's not too difficult to get to. Inside, it is damp darkness, but outside, it's even more damp and not too much lighter. So, I mean, so yeah. I'm, you and Gus I'd like to vibe check the cave. You're making what? I'd like to vibe check the cave. Vibe check the cave? Yep. Okay. What's a vibe check? Checking out the vibe of the cave. I want to hear you explain <laughs> what a vibe check is. I think is. you just did. Yeah. Checking uh, the vibe of the cave. Add your wisdom, I guess. All right. 
How do you check this is the, the vibe, thing, though? Everyone change your character nat sheets. Nat 20. <laughs> it is a nat 20. Everyone change your, your character sheets. Vibe is a skill now. So, no. This doesn't seem to be... A dangerously vibed place. You're not, you don't notice any thick spider webs. Uh, you don't see any bear claw marks. You don't see a million scorpions or a family of dire beavers. Does it look like anything's been living in the cave? It's hard to tell. There's... It's very close to the waterfall, so there is a good amount of water on the floor that would wash away any type of tracks or trail that gets left behind by various animals. And it's not a huge cavern system. It's just a small cave, perhaps 20 feet wide by 25 feet deep. You can see most of it. There are probably some corners on either side that are a little too shadowy to really make out very well but it doesn't look like it's currently occupied, and it does look like it's out of the elements. Uh, if it's safe, I say we try and hang out here. Uh, it still looks really bad outside. Oh, yeah. It, it actually just got worse oh. during your okay. your 20-minute jog. The rain is, is coming down in sheets, and there is so much sleet that it is beginning to pile up on the sides of trees and sort of in the crevices between rocks, and it would almost look nice if you didn't have to stand in it, be in it. All right, well, I would say... Are there any trees around us still? Lots of trees. Awesome. You are pretty deep in the forest. So, Freddy, if you want to start a fire for us, Drummond, can you come help me? We're going to grab some, like, fallen branches and stuff and just kind of pile them in front of the doorway. So sure. just in case it snows, we can just, like, doesn't pile up in front of sure. cave sure. entrance. Sure. How am I supposed to start a fire? I don't know. You're, you got magic. You're magic. I am confident you can find some way. You could probably make the rocks form. I don't care. Just make a fire. I reach my hand out and catch your backpack on fire. No, no, <laughs> not no, no. <laughs> oh boy, like it's time to go. So, uh, what is it that you're doing again? Bad podcasting. Bad. <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> Thomas, I will start a fire if you guys grab some extra wood while you're out there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we got it. Do you want to throw like, some mage lights in there so we can see the cave completely i mean yeah when you guys come back before we settle down yeah all right we're gonna go collect some wood and try yeah. and make a little like makeshift barrier in front of the cave safety barrier yeah um safety like barrier. a safety barrier against creatures or just to like some spikes coming up or no we're pretty much just like stacking it making a little short wall okay sure you can make a little short wall if you want uh, as you go around the forest and collect pieces of wood it remains really nasty outside. Um, so certainly going to minimize the are, amount of time we're out here. You yep. are very, very shortly just soaked completely through. Um, I imagine you left your bags in the cave? Yeah. Yes. Question mark. So yeah. they're yeah, less they soaked all the way through, but still yeah, I'm pretty naked. soaked. Um, Whoa. <laughs> I'm naked and I tied my shield to my head. As a <laughs> 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 as like one of those umbrella That standard hats. is even worse than Freddy. An umbrella hat that you know, people wear, but like ye old umbrella hat. And I'm out there with my <laughs> You look like a rice <laughs> with farmer. With my war hammer just. <laughs> <laughs> collecting wood. All right. Um, Held so old yeah, angles with the fight. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the both of you, uh, Thomas and Drummond, are able to collect as much wood as you're willing to stay out there collecting. And, Freddie, you obviously have no trouble casting light. Uh, of course, again, it is a very, very bright light. Almost painfully so. But that's 
that's been typical for your casting in this land so far. Yeah, it has. That's just rude. Like, it's just <laughs> rude. You just stare me in the face <laughs> while you're saying this. Suck it, nerd. Uh, you don't got magic. That's basically what he just did, but with his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. I cast light on the my quarter staff, and I'll walk a little farther into the cave just to check stuff out. Okay. It's not a very deep cave at all. It has a pretty consistent slope, so there's not going to be a lot of flat places to sleep, but it's not too bad. You should be able to rest without too much discomfort. Is it less moist and windy, like the farther back that we get? There are a few points in the back cave wall from which water is spilling. And as long as you stay away from those spots, yeah, you'll stay dry. And indeed, the further back you get, the less spray from the waterfall and the rain that you get. I say we come almost all the way to the back and set up camp back here, get out of the wind, the rain, and we'll have our backs to something. We'll set up a little fire, take some shifts to sleep, wait the storm out. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I go ahead and pile some of the logs together and cast Firebolt on them to start a what raging a fire. Day. You got up to the the lip of this hanging valley at around six in the evening. And it that makes it almost seven o'clock. It is dark and increasingly chilly outside. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna be just trying to like dry out my clothes. I'm gonna start cooking up some rations for everyone. <laughs> Sorry, so I'll take first watch Freddy if you want to fall asleep. Sure. If you want to take second watch. And then we'll wake up Drummond for the last one. Nope. Since, <laughs> since he's passed <laughs> out. <laughs> sure. That sounds good. All right. Okay. We're making this since you already passed out. I mean, We're making plans. <laughs> not like you. I can do anything about it. I'm asleep. Yeah. I go ahead and spread my bedroll out a little bit close to the fire and just kind of curl up and pass out. All right. Like a, like a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Is it just 73 me or ghost is meows <laughs> resound to the cave? That's <laughs> terrifying, actually. No, they're like, you took my skin. <laughs> I feel like PETA's going to come after Fred. <laughs> yeah, they would. This podcast gets blown up, and then this podcast who knows what's going to Not by PETA. So as you're keeping watch, the night remains peaceful, and the rain continues unabated, hour after hour, and you do not hear a single bird. You do not hear a single small animal. There are no owls or foxes that you got used to down in the river valley. You do not hear any bugs or insects. You don't hear anything except the waterfall and the rain. But what you do feel is the drop in temperature, which starts after your two compatriots go to bed and is steep it gets rather cold very quickly and before your watch is over you find yourself shivering while standing in the mouth of this cave i'm not by the mouth of the cave we're like in the back of the cave the cave is not a big cave the cave is only 25 feet deep so you might be standing back by the fire but it still feels cold do i know can i check or do i know sorry Words calling. It's happening again. <laughs> Let me get my thoughts in order real quickly. Does this feel unnatural? Like um, it's dropping temperature way too quickly. Or? You can make a knowledge nature check. Twelve. 
During your time in the woods with Run, you never experienced a climate shift just like this. And in your past in Eideron, which is remarkably murky, we don't know how much time you spent in the mountain wilderness. But regardless, you have never seen a shift quite this dramatic or a drop-off in temperature quite this precipitous. It seems unusual, but you can't say more than that. Maybe it's just a mountain thing. Maybe it has to do with the storm, which came on equally quickly. I'm going to start adding uh, more logs to the fire to get like kind of a small bonfire going. All right. Freddy, you're asleep, but you feel warmer, and whatever you're dreaming about shifts to happening in a desert. I don't wake up. Not unless he wakes you up. You're still dreaming about whatever is going on, but in a desert now. Okay. I feel like I would wake up. Nope. I feel like he wouldn't. I'm going to... Hey, Freddy. Freddy, come on. Your time for the watch. Freddy. Hmm? You wake up to the sound of your... Friend? Thomas? And the <laughs> first thing you notice is that it is much colder. And your face, which was outside of your little sleeping bundle, is very chilly. You got that cold nose. What happened to the fire, Thomas? Fire stole. I've been keeping it, like, roaring. Yeah, look at it. It's a small bonfire now. Why is it so cold in here, I don't then? know. Something feels off about the weather. I don't think it should be this cold, but it literally just dropped in no time. So you're saying it's not normal for the I this kind of weather to be I this cold? I don't feel like it's normal, but if you want to like check to see if there's any magic going on. Can I do an arcane check Sure. to see if there's any uh, signs of any kind of spell that I know of that has done something like this? Roll an arcana check, and I will tell you what you know. Okay. Nine. You know... From your experience with magic and talking to wizards and other mages, that weather magic on a large scale is extremely difficult in how much arcane energy it requires. If this is large-scale weather magic, you're dealing with powers beyond what you've previously encountered. Okay. So... When Thomas asks me about any kind of spell, I just kind of blow him off like, eh, no, probably not. Like, that's that's crazy complicated stuff. It would have to be someone, like, crazy strong. I doubt anybody like that is out here. Okay. If the fire starts dying down, you know, just keep it built up for a little bit. Yeah, I gotcha. Just... Nighty-night. Sleep tight. Yep. Bye. I'm going to bundle up my blankie around me and just kind of sit by the fire. All right. Your blanket keeps you warm, except for your face, which is still chilly. Still got that cold nose. And your watch passes uneventfully as well. It does continue to get chillier, but not crazy cold. During your watch, it seems to reach a steady level of coldness. Somewhere around, I mean, you wouldn't know this because you don't have a thermometer and you don't live in a world where Fahrenheit did any scientific right. work, but... Around the, the 40 degrees Fahrenheit mark. Okay. Um, whereas before, when you had, during the day, it had been in the upper 70s or lower 80s. And in the evening, it had been, you know, maybe 65. 
66. So it drops pretty quick. So it, it's dropped steeply. I like and to imagine we use Kelvin in this universe. You n- no, you use Thaums. I don't even know <laughs> what that unit of measurement is. Um, that is how much you can raise the temperature with one sort of base unit of magic in the, m- the most efficient spell configuration possible. And this is using a one meter cube amount of air at sea level. Did you make that up? Yes. <laughs> wow, that's good. <laughs> On the spot making up Sounds stuff. impressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go over I to... I can't believe you just made up a temperature system. <laughs> Look, he's got like a lot with of... a straight face the whole time. <laughs> You're like, yeah, duh. You don't know it's about well, I mean, that. <laughs> he also has got to be prepared because remember, we are the ones that go, like, yeah, we're going to attack a horse. He's got to know everything. for that. Like, I got to look some shit up. <laughs> he learned from season one. Yeah. No one learned anything from season one. We I don't, still don't know how to dumber. play the game right. <laughs> All right. That's because um, you don't know about Thalms. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> if I knew about Thalms, it would change my life. <laughs> you know now. I bet you the Tawutigifs. Yeah, the Tawutigifs. It's just good because there was a question mark in the middle of it. It's like, is it Tawu or Tapu? Taputa The Taputa gifts know about Thalms. Yeah, they, they invented no, them. No, Thalms were Thalms are a recent invention from the. Watch, he's about to make a whole new race of people. <laughs> 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 the Look at theoretical this. magicians at the University of Addo's okay. you know, the magic college. Um, so what form of measurement do the Taputa gifts use? You don't know. They use Celsius. You didn't talk to them. Okay. All right. So, Freddy, unless you want to do anything specific, your watch comes to an end. I'll go over and kind of gently shake Draman awake. I'm reluctant to wake up. Especially because it's it always sucks to wake up into the cold. And it is cold around you. You didn't notice this while you slept, but it dropped a whole lot. Can uh, I drag him closer to the fire? Catch is him that up. how you're waking him up? How many thalms did it go down? <laughs> You made it up, <laughs> and now you got. And now you got to apply it. Yep. How many thalms did it drop? Thirty-five. You can't. You can't um, bullshit a system of measurement in. It would probably that. be about twelve. I'm guessing. <laughs> no, because so uh, it's what's twelve thalms. So what's the conversion rate to Fahrenheit? I guess. <laughs> every. every Two Fahrenheit degrees is worth one and one-fifth thalm. So that means how what? many degrees so is it dropped in Fahrenheit to a thalm rate? What? Math. It dropped 20 degrees in Fahrenheit. It dropped 12 thalms in thalms. <laughs> We're fact-checking. We're fact-checking I, math It's now. simple ma- <laughs> 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 So it's one and one... It's 1.5 thalms to every... 1.2. 1 and 1 fifth. Do you have a? Do you have Google pulled up right now and you have a thalms to Fahrenheit? Yeah. <laughs> they already have It's one. actually a thing now. It's Google's one, been listening. I mean, if anybody did it, it was Google. Two. To two. Get it? Yeah. I just moved the decimal point. Yeah. Okay? That's how I did the math. Whoop, there it is. All right. To whoop to gifts. <laughs> there they are. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
if he wasn't waking up because of the cold, I was thinking maybe dragging him closer to the fire would kind of no, cozy no. him up he, a little he more. He wakes up, but he is reluctant to wake up because it's always gross to wake up into the chilliness. He was like a bean burrito that had just been cooked, but now he's frozen. I could really go for a bean burrito. Now he's like a bean burrito that's been in the fridge. And yeah. I'll just gently shake him and tell him, hey, you fell asleep before we split up shifts, but you have the last shift. Have fun. Fine. I curl back up. That I watch and keep the fire going. It's uneventful for you as well. The rain uh, and the sleet, it doesn't let up. And at this point, the waterfall is just gushing water. And it is thunderous. And the sound fills the cavern. But it is it remains peaceful. There is nothing that provokes your sense of caution or worry. It's just cold and clammy and kind of sucks. And when it does start getting lighter, it does so only by very incremental degrees as the sun is still hidden, not only by the mountains, as they always are in this country, but by the thick clouds as well. And so the day dawns is just a, a very dreary gray day. Is it still raining? Very much so. Um... So this sucks. Yeah. So we can stay here for another day, go out quickly, grab some more firewood, or we can keep trying to push on. We got enough rations. We could try to just wait out the storm. Do we know what direction we're trying to go? We kind of lost track it while we were running, trying to find the cave. You know that you are <coughs> headed for the pass at the very head of this valley. Yeah. Trust me, it can't be lost. I'm a ranger. I'm professional at this. Could we make it? To the end of the valley by the end of, like, how far away is it? There are two parts of the trip to the pass really left. The valley that you're in, the easy part, where it's a gentle slope alongside a river, there's another several miles of that, about six, let's say. Once you get to the end of that, you're going to have to start not climbing a mountain with, you know, ropes and crampons, but you'll be hiking up some pretty steep slopes at that point. And depending on, you know, how you're able to find your path at that point, it, the distance could vary, right? How many switchbacks, how many uh, sheer faces you gotcha. try and climb. <coughs> um, but it's not terribly far. If If you were, you know... If you were pro hikers, you could feasibly do it in a day. So my suggestion is we can try to make it to the end of this pass before we have to start like climbing up the mountain again and try to find more shelter there or make some shelter. And then we give it the end of the day, wake up fully rested, and then start up the path. They're not stuck up on the switchbacks. If there are switchbacks or anything up on the trail, during the middle of the night. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that's probably the safest idea, I would say. Freddy? Sure. Cool. All right. And I can run up, like, the first few parts of the uh, difficult trail from what it's looking like to see if what's up there for the next day. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. So yeah. let's pack up 
and get a move on. Yep. Yep. The most important thing, though, is like we're going to have to find shelter right away as soon as we get yeah. to the bottom of this. Okay. You pack up all your stuff. You exit the cave. You're back in the, the rain and the sleet. It's still going on. And the temperature hasn't risen any since the sun has appeared on the other side of those clouds. And when you scramble up the ledge, if you will, that it's tumbling over, that the waterfall is tumbling over, you are confronted with a very dramatic sight, the sight of the storm in front of you, because it doesn't seem to have left the peak of that mountain on the side of the pass. And it has gotten worse. The sky above the peak is nearly black, and it is not raining or sleeting. It is snowing, blizzardous amounts of snow at the highest reaches of the mountains, and even down into the valley. And not too far from where you currently stand on the lid on the edge of this escarpment, the snow begins in earnest. And while the first mile, mile and a half, is going to be still fairly snow-free or snow-light, it will be arctic trekking from there on out all right guys new plan let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's yeah let's rethink this uh <laughs> let's go back in the cave drop <laughs> our packs and just find as much firewood as we possibly can try to reinforce our little uh leg high wall house <laughs> yeah and just try to like close it off i mean does it look like it's moving the storm cell is no it's just before you went into the cave you looked up at the mountain peak and you saw that the the deepest, darkest, most angry part of this storm sat immediately above the peak of the mountain. And when you woke up this morning and exited the cave and scrambled up that ledge, you saw it sat exactly where it had been the day before. So, guys, uh, Thomas kind of alluded to it last night when it got really cold. And I kind of blew him off. But um, there are very powerful wizards and magic users that can control the weather and use spells that make storms, all of these things. I've never seen anyone that can do it. I've only heard stories. But this storm seems a little crazy, the way that it's just right where we're at. Not moving, not going away. The temperature plummeted. Like, that's just not... Could it be some kind of creature? Could there be any type of creature that you know of? Or you, Drama, that you know of? Some kind of, like, monster or anything that could do this? It's nothing that I know of. A thou monster. <laughs> no, I've never he heard... He only counts of thoughts. <laughs> I've never heard of anything that could cause something like this. Uh, and uh, this this would be incredible magic if something was... Right, that's why I blew it off at first. I was like, there's no way, but... This doesn't look natural. Yeah, right. It's been dropping thalms like crazy. I wonder if maybe... I mean, we have no idea what's out here. What if there was a very powerful magic user and they had some other people with them? That'd be strange. What are they doing then? I don't know. But if it's one person, they would be crazy, extreme, like, 
I, I don't even know how to put them into a category of wizard. A good one. They got good. <laughs> They'd they be more than good. Someone that actually They'd has a God-like. college degree. <laughs> not our not our high school not diploma like sorcerer. But a hey, I got a GED. I don't even have a high school diploma. <laughs> We're dealing with a college-educated wizard here. Freddie, uh, I think we've asked you this question before. Have you ever been to Addo? Nope. Then you've only heard rumors of the fabled wizards and sorcerers who study at Addo's University of Magic. Right. And from what you hear, even they, even the professors, are not that strong. Hard pressed to create not only create such a large storm, but to maintain it for twelve solid hours or more. Yeah. I'm a little worried. Cool. So do you think we do you think we can wait this out or do we need to just keep pressing on? Well if we wait it out I mean, if it's staying in the same spot, how long is it going to take? I mean, eventually got to run we out. We can of try to ma- move, see if it'll follow us, and then we know that it's coming from some other source. All right. I mean, either way, I don't, I don't, I don't know. What do you guys want to do? I don't think that we can just sit here I, for however long it's going to take. Does it look like it's targeting where it's at? Like it's centered on it, right? So, if you, this is an honest question. If you tell me how to figure out if a storm is targeting something. I will give you an honest answer. Because well, you, you're, saying, you're saying that the storm hasn't moved for 12 hours. Correct. So it looks like it's staying at the same location. Correct. And that's a pretty big storm. And we're not in like a bowl. No, was. you're yeah. not in a bowl. You're yeah. at a, a high point. So um, shit's fucky. Yeah. So, so from we, whatever meteorological knowledge you have, uh, a lot, this seems... <laughs> abnormal to you okay um and you can see in the distance right in the direction you came from you can actually see linen runs valley from where you are and like it looks like there's still some weather over there but they're probably not getting sleet so this is a huge storm then yeah did i feel any more dramedy after that (laughs) you might feel a little less dramedy it wasn't a super right like you rested but froze your butt off it was chilly, and you're on stone, and a slope, too. Got this a might be an off day neck. for Dramen. Dang. Yeah. So. so I think now that I'm thinking about it a little more, if this is magic, we should try to get out of here. All right. Well, let's do it. Let's try to make it to the bottom of the cliffs. What's the current thalms? It's actually dropped several thalms <laughs> since the night. It has It's It's colder, colder than, than the night, yes. It would probably be around five or six thalms cooler than it was. And that's significant. I mean, that's... It's around eight degrees. And thalms are Fahrenheit. (laughs) It's not degrees thalms. It's just thalms. I'm just making sure I got my measurements right. Yeah, don't It's not important. You want to know the the degrees? We're in the mid-30s. It's getting into the very, very cold. We're in the mid-30s. We're on the verge of freezing. Okay. Just whatever it is in films. Yes, accurate. <laughs> it's whatever it is in films. Actually, you know what? It's zero thalms. That's what it is. So we are right now at about four or five thalms. All right. That's the temperature. You happy now? Yes, very. All right. So what the hell so have I unleashed upon myself? <laughs> so thalms is just like Genki Celsius. Yes. Gone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> he pretty much almost copied Celsius. He so just didn't want to give I just you... used 80 instead of 100. 
It's the Thomas Edison of so it's inventing the wor- degrees. So it's the worst between, uh, yes. <laughs> between Fahrenheit and Celsius. It's the worst for, of both. All right. So we packed up our stuff and we're about to leave. No, you already left. You're out. You saw you saw the bad storminess. Yeah. And we're pushing our way to the bottom of the um, trail okay. up. Yes. We're continuing to move as fast and quickly as possible. All right. You're able to move pretty quickly, uh, even in spite of the snow on the ground. It's The forests are relatively clear here. There's not too much underbrush. And you're still going uphill, following alongside this river. But as you go up, probably around the three or four mile mark, the river itself freezes and gets covered with snow and disappears from view and is only identifiable as a gap in between the trees where the snow is somewhat lower than it is on either side. But you're still able to follow it enough to move forward in the freezing cold and now into the snow you are completely out of the rain out of the sleet and it is just snow piling up in drifts that start getting really bad to the point where they begin to hinder your forward movement and at this point you are all very very glad for having the warm clothes that lynn sent with you because it is chilly and without her mittens your your little your little fingers would be Poorly frostbitten. They're very comfy mittens. <laughs> so how many thalms is it now? Oh my god. <laughs> I knew he was going to ask that. <laughs> Thomas, are you sure what thalms are? He's not sure, but he feels like he has a good understanding. <laughs> he's confident that he knows what they are, but he's totally not sure. So somewhere in between. No, like he, he believes he's right when he says that, yes, I know what thalms are. But in like the deep part of his mind... He's not really sure what they are. We're so basically, he's like you. Yeah. <laughs> like all of us, in fact. <laughs> oh, man. That yeah. got really like, That deep. got real deep. He knows man, about man. as much about, about Thelms as I know about him. He knows about as much about Thelms as I know as about him. As the creator of Thelms. So that's saying something. I mean. Actually, the creator of Thelms was Horatius Thelms. I'm done. <laughs> I'm at, done. I'm done last at the University of Addo. Was his last name Kane? No, Horatius Thaum. That's his name. Drama kills himself. Uh, anyway. So yeah, you're you're deep in the drift zone now. Okay. And you're able to trudge through the increasingly deep snow, taking turns walking in front, making a path for the people who walk behind you. And it is slow, wet going, and you are shivering and miserable and your extremities sting which is at least good because you know that they're not technically frostbitten yet they're just well on their way to that and at this point it's still fairly well before noon Uh, even with the slow going of the last mile you're able to make it to the very end of this valley surrounded on three sides by Less cliffs, more mountain slopes, towering amounts of rock on every side in front of you. And you can see a sort of path that leads up in the direction of the pass, uh, currently being covered in snow. And you can see the peak, which is so close to you now, right next to the pass. 
in this valley, it opens up. The trees stop growing in front of you. And there's a wide space, just empty white expanse for 500 feet or so. Okay, well. Well, we need to uh, start thinking about shelter soon. <coughs> yeah, uh, yeah. What, what time of day is it? As best you can tell, it's only around 1030. Oh, okay. So you still have plenty of time before night falls. Well, it's not just a matter of nightfall. It's we're oh, still wet, and the temperature's still dropping. That's true. Are there any? <clears throat> are there any kind of trees or foliage around here that are more or less waterproof, Thomas? That we could kind of try to let me look. I mean, if if you got a lot of branches of pine, I suppose you could make a odd sort of pine needle cape could probably make you smell a lot better too with all the wet cat you got going on so yeah. how long would it take us to make uh, a couple of those a pine needle cape yeah <laughs> do you have nine, do you have 99 fletching and crafting because it takes <laughs> that long it depends on how you roll all right that <coughs> sounds like oh a good man idea. we gotta play D D. what is <laughs> <I> this <know. laughs> what is this that would be survival yeah yeah we'll make those survival checks Sweet. all right guys so let me check something real quickly, because you might have double uh, survival checks. Oh, nice. Yeah. We're all trying to do this? Yeah. I mean, we're all making one. Yeah, we all got to make capes. Okay. Yeah. You will still be wet underneath the capes. Yeah, but I'll look cool. 20. Okay. You have twine in your bag, and you are able to make a very effective layered cape of pine boughs. So I got a 20 as well. Making a pine one, then I'm going to make a bark hat. Okay, kind you of can like make a, a bark hat. flat brim. You can make a Nootka bark hat. I got a six. <laughs> uh, Draman struggles. Draman also has twine, and he also has pine boughs, but he struggles this and is looks unable like to create an effective shield from the elements. Right, it I looks a, like a two-year-old made it. I got a 27 for my hat. <laughs> what? <laughs> you have the darn tootinest hat. <laughs> it, is, it says darn tootinest on it. It's, it's made out like Robin Hood out of bark. <laughs> No, is that it's, one of those? It's like a. It has a very wide brim, and remember, this is made almost exclusively from bark and sticks and twine, <laughs> I guess. A uh, very wide brim, and then a uh, steep peaked cap directly above his head that is actually filled with more pine needles for further head insulation. After seeing Thomas make one, I will try. Go ahead. Would you like to actually, Draman? Thomas is going to offer to help you make your uh, cape. And he's going to make you fix a hat. the current one. Yeah, it's good. you know, he's going to make a whole new one for you. Yeah, I got a six. My hat didn't turn out very well. Uh, you have a hat. It's not doing much. So that's I'll a, just throw it away. It's a 24. Draman, you have been presented with an, a fine example of a pine <laughs> cow coat. Okay, would you like a hat as well? Yes, please. <laughs> that's a 28. I am What's the all powerful ranger. Is, is Colin is enjoying rolling very, very well. And <laughs> Can he's you make to me a hat too, please? All right. I'll, make, it, I'll, I'll well. make hats for everyone. <laughs> he's cheese, like the hat master over here. for everyone. <laughs> you get that reference? You're my best friend now. I, I don't. I'm sorry. I hate you. <laughs> oh, my God. So there's no in between? <laughs> it's life or death. Sorry. That's a, that's a pretty bad roll for you, Brent. That's only a 12. Oh my gosh. That must have been a terrible roll. Yeah, your hat sucks. 
Well, yeah, but you know, yeah, so I'm gonna have to have it. But it looks way better than what I made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to hurry on that because you know the storms getting a. Hey, we're making a hat. It takes you guys a good amount of time to make all this stuff, especially since it largely comes down to Thomas making it on his own. <laughs> hey, I made my cape, and he can only do one at a time. And during this process, you naturally start looking for. Where can you procure the easiest source of pine boughs and bark and what have you? And uh, you are led in your search to a part of this clearing, uh, some distance away from where you first emerged, where there are many knocked over trees. And thus, the pine needles are there and easy to take. And if in the course of making all these capes and hats, you take a closer look at some of the stumps, it looks as though they weren't cut down and they weren't blown over by the wind. These were knocked over. They were broken. And there is a line of them headed not exactly down the valley, but sort of obliquely across it. But it is still snowing and you are still wet. And now you are very, very cold. You are cold in your bones. And you have a difficult time remembering what it felt like to be warm. Or imagining how long it will take to feel that way again. So Would anybody I... like me to burning hands them? <laughs> Remember, warm you, you are yeah. covered in flammable sap now. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be extra warm. <laughs> well, for the last, you know, little bit of our life. <laughs> well, going out in the blaze. <laughs> Not of glory, just of pine needles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll smell good, though. Smell like Christmas. <laughs> um. So should we head to those trees? I mean, yeah, I'm it is kind of weird. I'm going to check them out. Can I I want to identify if it was like a creature that made them. Okay. And um, how roughly how big the creature would have to be to knock them over. Sure, that'll be a survival check. A very large armadillo. Very large bear or badger. <laughs> Why are we measuring this in armadillos? <laughs> no, I'm just imagining a snow armadillo just this rolling just around. Rolling and it's just crushing all the trees in this path. That would be a 10. So what questions are you trying to answer with this? How big? How big? Uh, it would have to be pretty big. All right. And um, yeah, definitely larger like, than like a bear or something. If there are like claw marks on the trees or does it look nope. like something just pushed them over and they snapped? Uh, they just snapped. Giant armadillo. Hey, guys, I don't think we should follow the uh, line of broken trees. Why? Because that thing's got to be huge you to snap. I mean, yeah, but... They're full-grown trees, right? It might be... Um, the trees up here, uh, since it's... Well, yeah, since it's typically colder, drier, and there's less oxygen, the trees are much smaller up here than they were down in the forest. Um, and while they have reached the height of maturity, they're still only, like... 30 feet tall at the at the extreme maximum yeah but those well there's some big trees that got knocked over by something that's big yeah but do we want to go see what it is or just get blindsided by it not follow it let's just keep trying to go up the trail we need to find a place to get shelter before we freeze to death we can build an igloo actually that's not a bad idea we could carve out like some of the snow and then you can put your little burning hands in there, harden up. Well, no, you don't have to do it for long. You just have to do you it. You mean my firebolt, not my burning hands? Well, not if you just like create a flame in your hand. Just put it in there. It'll 
harden up the snow on the inside. We can crawl inside, and it'll keep us warm by insulating it. Yeah. Well, actually, before I say all that, then we got a boy scout. Would know that? Technically, no. But you've already said it, and don't cut it out. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I know this, but I don't. Well, that's why I was saying like we could build an igloo. Well, igloo, you actually got to like carpet this. You literally just dig out a hole in the snow, and it's the same, same thing, same, same concept. Theory, except you don't. You build once met anything. a guy in a bar who had to survive by making a snow shelter. How about that? Cool. This is. And I'm just say, hey, I knew. Hey guys, I met this guy at a bar. He's spilling his life secrets. And it said at one point in time he had to survive in some kind of tundra. He's saying like, he had to dig out some snow. He had like a little fire going on the inside to harden it up. All right, let's do it. So we can do that. I'm freezing. I'm yeah. ready to get this thing done. The only thing is we'd have to make them individually since we can't make them big enough for all three of us to fit in one. Oh, no, we got to cuddle. We, yeah. Do we <laughs> have to roll for it? We're spooning Look, Colin's just going to breeze through it. Do you want to roll three times? He's like, 30, 30, 30. Do you really want me to roll for it? You want you to roll for it. I Actually, see it in your eyes. I don't, really. I can see it in your Because eyes. if I get a one, this is going to be bad. You'll just do another one. Yeah. I can roll for it if you want me to. Just roll it. one. That would be a 14. Oh, wow. Jeez. What do you roll? A two? A six. <laughs> It takes a while. You're able to make some halfway decent snow shelters for the group. All right, everyone cuddle in. And remember, it's 11. 11 a.m.? It's closer to noon. But the thing is, we're freezing. You are freezing. Well, we're going to be a long cuddle. We're going <laughs> to make like some type of fire inside, right? And there's that, that space. That has happened and all. It's Look, Freddy, it's going to melt. It ended up being about the size of three people. You're not sitting around a fire. You will, your bags are outside. Uh, getting frozen. Yeah, we can use our bags to cover the entrance, so we can just push the bags over in the morning. Okay. So we're we're taking a a very long rest, a very long cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> we're taking like a twenty hour rest now. Yes, with a very long rest, long enough to level. No, you haven't <laughs> done a... anything since yesterday. <laughs> we Look. built a snow shelter and and, and, and capes. Okay, so you all get into your snow shelter, and you pull the bags over the hole, and it is now dark, and... No, there's a fire. It's not dark. The He's holding up his hand with the flame. No, I have light. How big is this? I have light. I, I had imagined it, like, just large enough to hold your three bodies. Like a like a crawl-in no. tent? You can, yeah, you can kind yeah. of, like... If I cast light up, on my like, palm, though... If you're doing okay. a sit-up... That's pretty much it. Like your head's brushing the top of it. All right, so it's it's tight. It's, we have these a little are close wiggle. quarters. You have wiggle. a little wiggle room. You gotta get momentum. Close <laughs> and starting to get almost a little not cold, and mainly it's just very very uh, stinky. Yeah, it's it's musty in here. <laughs> it also smells like pine needles and cat. Pine needles and cat and like a week and a half of sweat. Week and a half. When do you think we? actually bathed last at, at Linden Linden Runs. Runs. Did we? they had a sauna
All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to our episode, episode one of our second season. I hope you liked it. I hope you're excited to see what comes next because we're excited to show it to you next week on July the 29th. Don't forget to tune in. Also, don't forget to tell everyone you know about our podcast. If you enjoy listening to us, chances are you know someone else who will too. So hop on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, your phone. Tell them on the street. I don't care. Just let people know that there's a great new podcast in town that everyone should be listening to. Finally, back by popular demand is my old habit of calling out great review levers. This one going out to Mo Ray Me 123. If you're listening, Mo Ray Me 123, thanks for the great review. We really appreciate it. We always enjoy reading those things. And for everyone else, if you want your name mentioned on our podcast, go ahead and drop us a line. Facebook, the Apple Podcast Store, or whatever it's called. And, well, maybe you'll hear your own name. All right. You'll hear from me next week. And until then, see you around.